And we are live. Awesome. Ooh. And welcome to the new year. And welcome to episode 44 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, along with Nancy Minicozzi. My name is Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy, an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County. And just a reminder, we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. So true. You got to check out the, um, I know we're already, I'm digging into the time, but you got to check out the Ain't Nobody Got Time for That song on YouTube. I gave you a link for the show notes. So check it out. Totally worth it. Yes, we will definitely include that in the show notes. And uh, because Ari, who you just met, uh, will be talking to us about balance, I thought we would give you a coffee fact that had to do with balance. And that is why coffee and chocolate go so well together. They have flavors in common. If you want to create your own food and coffee pairings, you can analyze the flavors and identify the dominant flavor notes, look for similar flavors, or you could just check out the handy charts that I'm going to include in the show notes. Much easier. Thanks. So tonight's guest is Ari and Fluelling. Did I yep. do that right? You're good. Yay, who will be talking to us about work and life balance, a great topic for the new year. So Ari, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Yeah, so I am a staff development specialist for the Department of Innovation and Learner Engagement for the Riverside Unified School District, and I support TK through adult education teachers with integrating technology into their instruction and enhancing it so that way we can engage our students and hopefully have um, higher student achievements. Um, and it's also, also too, when I'm not working, I am an avid tabletop gamer, uh, Xbox One player and CrossFitter. Wow. Well, let's talk a little bit about balance then. So the balance between work and home life is a fine line. Yeah. We want to be the both the best in both aspects of our lives. And a lot of times as teachers, when we leave work, we find it hard to leave our work at work and not bring it home. So how much do you bring home both actual physical work and emotional? So I'm lucky that as a staff developer, a teacher of teachers, uh, I'm able to structure my day in such a way that I don't have to bring a lot home. Or if I do have to bring something home, it's because I'm making that choice to not because I feel like I have to. And that's one of the lucky things about being a staff developer is I don't have 150 writing samples that I have to grade or I don't necessarily have a grading deadline that everything has to be done by. So I know that that's definitely um, a blessing of being in this teacher professional development position um, that I really enjoy. Um, however, I am a textbook overthinker. So when it comes to projects and things I'm working on, um, I may have any, you know, any given number of projects from like five to 10. And one of those projects may be a public event for over 100 people and then managing, you know, clubs and things and raspberry pies. So I'm constantly spinning my wheels in my head thinking about, okay, what am I missing? What do I need to do? What am I going to do next? And like any, you know, I'm sure many of the people that listen to the podcast are avid Twitter and social media people. So if I see something on Twitter while I'm in line at the grocery store, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to email this to myself. I need to remember to look at this when I get back to work. So Mentally, I feel like I bring home quite a lot, um, but physically, not so much. But I think part of it, too, is when I was in the classroom, if I brought stuff home, 
it was because it was going on a field trip. I didn't actually do anything with it. I'd have all these intentions of like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to put on my sweatpants and make a cup of coffee and I'm going to grade these essays and it's going to be great. And guess what? It wasn't because I never did it. And then when I drove back to work the next day, I felt extremely guilty about not doing anything. So I got to the point when even when I was in the classroom, I wouldn't bring work home. If it meant staying in my classroom an extra hour to not get have to go home and take it with me, I'd rather spend that extra hour in the classroom so that way I wouldn't not do it, have to do it later, feel and feel guilty about it. Well, and I think that's a big thing for a lot of teachers is that we bring things home, we have those good intentions, and then somehow just doesn't get done. Yeah. So I think learning whatever works for you, whether it's staying later in the classroom or working out some other system, I think that's really important to find some way to not make yourself feel really guilty. Totally. And so sometimes though, things happen in our personal lives that interfere with work. How yeah. do you balance those things when they happen to you? So I have probably a very unpopular definition of work-life balance because just by saying work-life balance, you automatically get this vision of a scale that is perfectly balanced. And I personally think that you can't have that on a day-to-day -day basis. You can't have that on an hour-to-hour -hour basis. It's practically impossible. And I'm not even a parent. I mean, I have a cat and I love my cat, but I'm not, I don't have children. So I could only like praise to all you parent teachers out there, like kudos to you because whoo. I can only imagine like how much more that adds to it. Um, but for me, I've come to this belief that, that there are seasons of your life. So some seasons of the school year, there may be more balance on schoolwork and other times there's more balance on family. And I think the holidays just coming out of that is a really great example of that. The two weeks leading up to Christmas break, you know, it's a very heavy work focus and not as much family focus because you have to get those essays graded. You have to get those things done before you go on break. But then hopefully when you go on break, you are on break and you are not thinking about work at all. So I know for my husband and I, who is a special, special education resource educator uh, at an elementary school, we, we take on this philosophy a lot because I know for him, like at the beginning of the school year, it's a very high you know, IEP season. So he's probably going to be working a little bit more after work than I am, which for me during the beginning of the school year, it's not as heavy um, because I do a lot of prep work during the summer. So we figure out kind of like what are going to be those high frequency periods of work or those high frequency periods of personal. And we kind of think, you know, at the end of the month, if we have as close to 50-50 balance as possible, then we've done a good job. Um, and if at the end of the month, we don't have a big 50 50 balance, if it's like 75 work 25 personal, then it's like, okay, what can we do in the next month to try and even this out. But I think if you look at it as a much bigger picture, you're going to have a lot more success with work life balance, because, you know, sometimes we're so focused on the immediate feedback, whether that's for our kids or for ourselves, that we forget that, you know, life is a marathon, not a sprint. I think that's really an important thing to keep in mind too. And I like how you're talking about identifying those periods when you might be busier at work and giving a little more attention to work. And I will tell you as a parent, yeah, it adds a lot. I've always thought that with every child, you should grow an extra arm, but you know, I don't know how that would work out in practice, but it would certainly be helpful when the kids are a little, help me on that balance a little bit. So let me ask you, 
what are some ways to to keep the balance as much as possible and feel like you're at the top of the top of your game in both areas your work life and your personal life uh, definitely planning ahead as much as possible and thinking forward uh, we actually took the gallup strengths finder in my school district and i highly encourage you looking into it it's actually I thought it was going to be like some mumbo jumbo, but it actually is pretty interesting to see like what your strengths are and how you can play to your strengths. And one of mine is being deliberative, which is taking a situation and looking at all of the possibilities and thinking like, okay, what's plan A, what's plan B, what's plan C. But what's also kind of cool is my, one of my other strengths is um, I am, oh gosh, what is it? I just forgot it all of a sudden. I forgot the name of it, but what it is, is it's, once you make a decision, you do it. Oh, it's an activator. So I, as a deliberate, deliberative person, I'll look at all the options. And then once I'm ready to make a decision, I'll make it. And I feel like that really helps me with my work-life balance because I look at what are all my options? What are all the things that are going to impede my time? And how am I going to fix it? And how am I going to move forward? Um, so really figuring out like what are your strengths in your household or what are your strengths in your department or your team? I know for, um, for me... You know, when I met my husband, he was not Google anything. And now we use Google Keep for our grocery list. We use Google, have a shared Google calendar and we share things via drive and that's totally helped. Um, so that works out really great too. But then I think one of the big things for me personally that helps with maintaining a positive work-life balance is stepping away from both and just completely shutting out the world of work and shutting out my personal life for at least three hours a week. And that's where CrossFit comes in. I love going to CrossFit because it's a great um, team effort. It's something to help, you know, advance a healthy lifestyle. And also, too, I don't have my phone with me for that hour. It is just me listening to whatever the coach is telling me to do for the day, whether it's, you know, deadlifting or running or push-ups or setups. And I'm so focused on what I'm doing there. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about my grocery list. And it's, it's so freeing. And I feel like if you, you know, whether it's reading a book or gardening or working out or running, like if you can find that, like that safe space and that time where it's just you and nothing else, I feel like that's going to be really helpful because you get to be with yourself. And I don't feel like we as Americans do that enough. I feel like we're always so focused on work and we're so focused on productivity that, um, we don't take enough time to, to really be with our own thoughts. And CrossFit is a great place for um, me to do that. And I always feel really energized when I'm done. So that way, you know, if I'm going home, it's like, okay, I just did this awesome thing. Like I just hit a new max weight on the lift. I'm gonna go home and finish the laundry now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel good about it. And I feel like that's really helpful. So find your thing that, you know, helps you be you. So I love that. Um, just a question. So you said you used the, was it the Gallup Strength Finder? Yeah, I'll make sure I link it into the show notes for y'all. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, because I think that's a really, I haven't heard that before. I think that's a really interesting idea and something that would be easy to try yeah. for people. So um, what's so cool about it is um, our boss in our department has really embraced it and is really helping us learn more about it and taking it beyond it being just kind of like a, um, a work-centric personality test. Like, I really wanna give him kudos for that because I think it's definitely helped our department become more cohesive and really understand like who we are and what roles we play. And I feel like that's great too, because if you're working on a team and you know what role you play and what, uh, what, where you can ask others for support, then it helps with the balance because then you know who you can rely on 
to help you get things done. But then you also know like where you need to step up to the plate to help your coworkers because we can all help each other with work-life balance too. So usually um, we ask something like an easy way for people to get started with whatever the topic is. So obviously we're all struggling with work-life balance. Um, aside from doing that uh, personality test, which I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to doing as soon as you put that link in the notes. Um, what do you recommend? How do you recommend people get started? Like, say I am a teacher and I have 150 essays to grade, or maybe I'm a kindergarten teacher and I have to cut out 150 teddy bears. Um, what What are some good ways for people to do little tweaks that might help them? be calmer and maybe feel less guilty about the way yeah. they're spending their time. I think, you know, in some ways you got to get creative because when it comes to those, you know, 100 and something teddy bears, you know, I would very frequently during my student teaching would call my friends over and be like, hey, I need to, you know, get this done. Y'all want to cut some teddy bears? I'll buy you a six pack and some pizza. And... <laughs> You know, like, obviously, like, don't have other people grade your work for you, but things like that, that can be done, whether it's a, you know, a parent volunteer helping in your the corner of your classroom, or like, your cousins that are coming over for dinner. <laughs> like, it's going to give you more time with your family, because while you're cutting out those teddy bears, you're going to be talking. Uh, and then you also get that done. And then when it comes to grading, I think one of the things too, that I really picked up on and thank goodness for some wonderful mentor teachers when I was in the classroom was, you know, you're grading for the skill when it comes to Common Core. So is this writing assessment really going to show me that they've mastered this skill or not? Because if it's not, is this the appropriate thing for me to be grading right now? Because maybe it's not. Maybe that's something that you know, is an assignment I know and love, but maybe it's not gonna measure the skills the way I need to, so maybe I cut it. Or maybe, you know what, the grading period ends on Friday and I need to know where they are on this specific set of skills. This doesn't grade that skill. I'm not gonna grade that before Friday. I'll grade it before the end of the semester because the kids deserve a grade for work that they've done, but they don't necessarily need that specific grade right now. Um, so starting to think about you know, where, where instructionally can you make, make choices and changes that aren't going to affect your student's skill acquisition, but will ultimately help you be able to respond to what they're learning or not learning better. Sounds good. Well, I don't know if you heard it, but that was our timer. Because remember, ain't nobody got more than 15 minutes. So any um, final thoughts, anything that you'd like to share or you know, it work-life balance is such a personal thing and it takes many different forms for many different people. And you know what, the things that I've said may not work necessarily for you, but it may work for a coworker and they may have an idea that works for you. So definitely, I hope you've enjoyed listening to, you know, to some of my thoughts. There are things that have definitely worked for me and helped my life, but ultimately, you know, remember that it's what you need and it's what your family needs and um, talking and sharing with others, like sharing this podcast, if you haven't already, uh, is a great way for you to continue this conversation and to hopefully find the balance that's going to work best for you. Well, I certainly have enjoyed listening to these ideas and I think our listeners have too. Thank you so much for being our guest. And yeah, to no the problem. 
to the listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. So tonight's comment question is, how do you find balance in your life? Or if you're struggling with it, is there something you're planning on working on first? Um, again, please join us on Monday, January 15th. Our guest will be Chris McGee talking about deprivatizing professional development. And please don't forget to subscribe to us to hear more about easy ways for you uh, for you to innovate your, in your classroom. Remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things that they do in their classroom. So if you know someone who fits the bill or if you are that person, please just visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks. <laughs>